The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Benton. I'm your host. It is Monday, November 15th. Week 10 is going to wrap up with a killer matchup on Monday night between the Rams and the 49ers. The NFC West battle between... Uh, well, actually, you know what? The 49ers stink. I don't know why I'm pretending that they're still good, uh, but, you know, such is life. You get 10 weeks in, and you still want to believe that your stupid Super Bowl pick is okay. Uh, they, they need this win. They're at home. They're three-and-a-half-point underdogs, and... We're going to tell you how to bet on the game, how to bet on props, what first touchdowns to take, and if you're watching on YouTube, what DFS picks you should make to win a million dollars or some amount, some large amount of money. The DFS portion will actually be only on YouTube. So subscribe, hit the like button, hit that little bell alarm. You'll get alerts when we go live, and you'll get the full breakdown, of course, on the audio feed as well. Joining me to do so, Tyler Sullivan. Sully, what's up, buddy? What's going on? Well, yeah, I, I don't know if I'd call the, the 49ers a, a real juggernaut this year, but it, it is it is an interesting game because you do have the 49ers with their backs against the wall, and you have the Rams looking to bounce back from that loss to Tennessee. In, they, they still have to keep pace in the NFC. So, I mean, like, it, it is it is a big game nonetheless. Well, and let's not forget that they uh, – I don't know if you heard about this guy, Odell Beckham. Oh, yeah. They yeah, have Odell Beckham now. Robert Woods out for the year with a torn ACL – the day after Odell, Odell Beckham actually maybe may have sliced his may have sliced his ACL. Like we can't prove that he definitely didn't. Uh, I mean, obviously that didn't happen. But they 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 signed Odell Beckham. They 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 won the Odell Beckham sweepstakes or whatever you want to call it. Felt unnecessary on a Thursday. Then on Friday, Robert Woods goes down and practice with a torn ACL. Very fortuitous signing of Odell Beckham by the Rams, who are seven and two. In fact, they can't take over first place with a win tonight, but. They can be a half game back of first place with a win tonight because the Cardinals currently have the tiebreaker over the Rams. I, I, I I'll look real quick. I know I looked last night and talked about it on the on the the recap podcast, but at Caesars last night, the Rams were still plus money to win the division. If that is the case, anywhere you are wagering on football, please bet on the Rams. Like I cannot stress this enough. Yes, they're plus one twenty-five right now. You take that. You take that. Bet you the Rams. That. What are we doing? They should be. They should be minus one fifty. Yep. Like, like seriously. I mean, the Cardinals are good, very good. The Cardinals are going to the playoffs. Kyler Murray is in the MVP conversation, although drifting out of it mainly because he hasn't played in a couple of weeks. And 
They have a they have a game. You know, we don't know if he's going to play this week. They have their buy for that. They're at Seattle this coming week. Bet on the Rams at plus money. Like, well, that's the well, that's the thing. Like, I think Arizona. I don't want to say he's content with losing games, but they're at least content with keeping Kyler Murray on the sideline until he's fully healthy. They and should. If he's, and if he, and totally true. I mean, listen, they've, they've put themselves in a nice cushion that they'll be in the playoffs. But if you're Los Angeles and you're someone who's looking at these odds, Arizona wouldn't, it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility if they don't play him this week. They just rest him through the bye after that. And then they come back. That's a nice little two game cushion there or a two-week cushion where they could gain some ground, and all of a sudden those odds will change drastically. Speaking of odds changing dramatically, I just want to point out that, and I pointed this out like 50 times last night as well, or today as well, uh, Patrick Mahomes now 25-1 to 1 to win the MVP. Yours truly has been yelling for weeks about betting on Patrick Mahomes. People are like, this loon is talking about betting Mahomes to win MVP at 80-1. to 1. What is he talking about? I wish I'd bet it. It never, it never popped over my, my book, so... What you gonna do? Uh, I don't know what I'll do. We'll talk about this game. So the 49ers, three and a half point underdogs at home, a total of 50 and a half. I'll be, I'll be honest, like this is a kind of an auto bet on the 49ers for me. I know that they I know that they they look terrible. They're playing terrible. Their defense looks bad. Jimmy Garoppolo is not nearly the quarterback that Matthew Stafford is. But I, I in a division game. Catching three and a half at home, I'm going to take the dog, and, and especially when we just watched an underdog at home and the Raiders get absolutely like blasted out of the building on Sunday night. Yeah, it, it is one of those, and it's also, you know, it's just one of those weird weeks, too. Again, it was very similar to week nine, where just the, the oddball things happen. I still like the Rams in this. Again, I, I just think that this is one of those scenarios where it's just a better team. I don't like what I saw from San Francisco last week against the Arizona Cardinals, where it was Colt McCoy, right, who was just, you know, completing 85% of his passes Horrendous. against this team. I'm You know, I can, I can talk away or talk myself into saying with Los Angeles – all right, you know, they didn't really show up great against Tennessee last week, but it's still a good team. Ryan Tannehill, as you know, even without Derrick Henry, they have playmakers. I don't know if I can really talk away what's going on with San Francisco against that Arizona team. It, it's really hard to. And then when you look at their past few games at home, now that we're talking about that, 0-4 against the spread going into this one tonight. I just still believe in the Rams, even though, again, they'll be without Robert Woods. You know, they're, they're trying to put Odell Beckham into this game. To me, I still like the Rams, though. Again, three and a half is just a little too small for me. I just realized that this Phillip Rivers football card is above my shoulder. I don't know. Did I was it there last night? Get, getting ready for the Manning cast tonight? I, I, apparently, yeah. Um, <laughs> but very excited for Phillip Rivers. This is actually, uh, look at that. A little autograph Phillip Rivers. Ooh, card. Yeah, all right. I don't know what kind of card this is. Bazooka Blast Bazooka card. All right. My, my brother's the big baseball card aficionado. He's... He's super into that stuff. Boy, I tell you, is he? How old is he? Uh, he is twenty-five. Oh, okay. So he's got like the good stuff. Yeah. Oh, because I've got, got a bunch of baseball cards here in my office, and they're all worthless. <laughs> like, like I have like the nineteen eighty-eight tops, like full set, and each card is worth ten cents, maybe. No, ask where he wants to buy a Derek Jeter rookie card. Or he Jeter, goes right? into the tobacco cards. He has all the the old old stuff. Oh, okay. So, all, right, all right. Yeah. So he's 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 big into it. Yeah, I've got all the stuff that I collected from my childhood that my mom was like, "Get this crap out of my house!" Like about <laughs> six months ago. That, that was me with like Pokemon cards. I was like, "Okay, you know, well, those that, are worth a ton." Those are worth. Oh yeah, no, we got a few. So me and okay. brother, we do have a few, a few of those. But that was that was more me. Pokemon. Yeah, was, I've got a disappointing confession to make. Is that um, I was like going through these cards that I had to take out of the house, and like I was like, 
I found some stuff my brother. I probably shouldn't say this on air because my brother will like sue me. But um, yeah, I was like, I was looking through it. And I was like, what do I garbage pail? Garbage pail kid cards? Like, what is this crap? And tossed them, and then looked it up online. I was like, oh, that, that the, they're the worth like two thousand dollars. The classic move where it's like, oh, yeah. mom threw it out. Yeah, no, I threw it out. <laughs> it's like it was me that threw them out. Um, anywho, Von Miller questionable for this game. Obviously, Robert Woods out for the game, you know, just relative to the props. When we think about Van Jefferson and Odell Beckham, Mohamed Sanu out for the game for the 49ers. Arden Key and Josh Norman both questionable on the defensive side of things. Alex Mack and George Kittle appear good to go. Very key players, in my opinion, for the 49ers offense. I think I think those, I mean, not the two most important because you got to have the quarterback, got to have the you know, Debo Samuel, but man, Alex Mack and George Kittle matter a lot. Um, when we're looking at this game, I mean, the total at 50 and a half is a lot higher than I think it should be. I, I, I was, um, make it when I made my picks for like, you know, we, we do this picks league and you have to, you know, you enter your picks and you have to put a tiebreaker in for the Monday night football game. I'm in first place, by the way, uh, for this week. Need, need, if, if I get, if I get a, if I get a Niners cover and under, then, uh, take home the, the weekly title for 200 bucks. Very excited. But the, I, I put down 45. I hadn't even looked at the total. I just put down 45 because I put it in on Thursday. That see, 50 and a half seems a little high for me, although Mack and Kittle being back and defensive injuries, maybe this turns into a shootout if the Rams are sort of tossing it around and the 49ers are trying to keep pace. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you, though. I do think it's a little bit too high. I, I wonder if San Francisco, how they're going to try to limit this, this Rams offense. Obviously, you try to play great defense, but one thing that they could also try to do is just run the heck out of the football. I mean, Elijah Mitchell is healthy for this game. He's going to be good to go. I wonder if that's just something that they start to do here where it's like, all right, you know, Kyle Shannon already likes to, you know, run first type of offense. Is this a way that they try to keep Matthew Stafford in this offense off the field by just trying to, again, kill clock, move it down the field, play a slower pace game. And if that's the case, this thing's going way under. Yeah, exactly. And it's possible that we see the the Rams sort of pull the reins back a little bit on the offense only if only because one, Robert Woods out two Odell Beckham in three Odell Beckham, no playbook. Like, I mean, he's, I mean, the guy, you know, we're talking four days for this guy to learn the playbook. You can give him some pretty basic. I mean, you can, you know, he's a wide professional wide receiver, professional football player. He can figure some stuff out, but you're asking a lot for Odell Beckham just to, you know, he's not going to come in and run the full playbook. Uh, so I think we'll see a lot of Van Jefferson out there. Uh, and the other thing that I would be a little worried about with the Rams offense, and I will see how it plays out on Monday night. Robert Woods is, I believe, the top-rated run-blocking wide receiver, according to PFF. I mean, that's, yeah, that's you know, for as much as Cooper Cup is a key focal point of that offense in terms of catching the football, Robert Woods is was crucial in terms of blocking as a wide receiver in the run game, and that that could matter a lot for this uh, for this Rams offense. Kyle Shanahan sort of had Sean McVay. So sort of, I, I think I think like I'm I'm not sure the exact record is, but I. Kyle Shanahan has dominated the Sean McVay relationship since the two arrived together in the NFC West. So for me, I'm taking the home dog. Give me the three and a half and give me the under. You like the Rams in this spot, though. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, again, I just like the way that they've rebound recently, and not even recently, just in general under Sean McVay over the last 16 games where they've lost. They're 12-3-1 against the spread. They just seemingly, again, well-coached team, obviously, you know, we're, we're talking about one of the better young head coaches in the NFL. They bounce back off of these losses. They don't let it snowball into anything particularly worse than that. So to me, I just, I just like this offense much more, even without Robert Woods. I do think that they're going to be getting it together, and – with San Francisco, I'm just a little bit more concerned about how they're trending than it is, obviously, with that loss last week. Oh, yeah. They've been, they have not been, uh, they have not been that good. So I, I don't blame you. Uh, Rams going into their bye after this game for, for whatever it's worth. They are, uh, oddly enough, four and oh on the road so far this season. Again, for whatever it's worth. The 49ers, I mean, the 49ers have been bad. I mean, they're three and five. They got, I mean, they, got lo- they got losses all over the place. And uh, goodness gracious, have they won a game at home? I don't think they, they were 0 and 4 against the spread in their last four. I know that. They haven't won a game at home. They're 0 and 4 at home. What's the matter with you, Kyle Shanahan? Get it together, buddy. And obviously, 0 and 2 against the Cardinals. Their losses, though, I mean, Packers, Seahawks, Cardinals twice, Colts. I mean, not, not like, you know, you're not playing all time teams, but I mean, those are at least decent teams that you've lost to. Right, except for last week where it's the backups without Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, even without Chase Edmonds for most of that game. I mean, James Conner's running over you. As you can, yeah, it was, yeah and Eno you know, Benjamin. It was, it was humiliating. What am I doing? Why am I trying to talk myself into the 49ers being good? <laughs> 49ers stink. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk some player props. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So the weird thing about this game is that... (laughs) If you go to Caesars and you start to look at player props, I, I don't I don't love the way that they've changed this this layout on Caesars. I know I liked it earlier in the season where you could like click and it was you know you could, I, I it was like, all bunched like, together. Yeah, I don't like it where it's like each individual player. Yeah. It's nice for searching for the individual players. I don't love it for, um, for trying to figure out like receiving yard props. Yeah. We don't have any Odell Beckham numbers up, I don't believe. No, I don't believe he's up there. Or I think he's only up there for first touchdown, maybe. I think the, or he's, 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 for first he's even on there. Huh, interesting. I have I have Odell Beckham numbers on my stupid local. That's weird. Yeah, very interesting. Interesting. Um, I like under Jimmy Garoppolo pass attempts 32 and a half. It's pl- it was plus money when I sent it uh, when I sent the email at 2.38 a.m. after we wrapped up our uh, our podcast. Let me see what Jimmy G is. Again, very difficult to deal with this layout. But changing it on us, guys. 
The uh, pass attempts thir- uh, under 32 and a half still plus 100. Um, oh, we're on the same boat. Yeah. You like the yeah, under yeah, 32 yeah. Pass attempts as well. I mean, we, we both think that the 49ers want to try to run the football. The Rams are fifth in the NFL in terms of DVOA against the pass, and they are, uh, I think, 14th against the run. So, in theory, with Alex Mack in there, with George Kittle in there, the 49ers should be able to pass block enough where you can run the football. And if you are the if you're Kyle Shanahan and you're the 49ers, you have to think that if Jimmy Garoppolo throws 35 times or more, and that's just a general, you know, if he throws 40 times, you're probably losing the game or you're trailing for most of the game. Right. And he's only he threw 40 times last week against uh, Arizona. And I think he's thrown 40 one other time this season. He's roughly hovered around like 27, 28 pass attempts this season. And to me, again, like we were saying, if this game goes how we think it might, where San Francisco tries to run the football, tries to dominate time of possession, keep the Rams offense off the field that way. Well, then you're not going to really be throwing that much with Jimmy Garoppolo. And he's and he's shown even this season he can be impactful without dropping back, you know, 30 plus times in a game. He can still put up a decent amount of yardage. Again, it's just I don't think that that's how they're going to want to run their offense. If it turns into a shootout, then by all means. But I think their preference will be to run the football and try to keep it limited. I agree completely. I have uh, I have under Daryl Henderson rush attempts at 15 and a half. And I pointed out he averages 15.1 on the season. Um, I don't think it necessarily, like, I think we could see. So, so what I, and I've got the note in there, doesn't account for game scripts on both sides. So for what I'm thinking is if the Rams have a big lead, they're going to let Sony Michelle run late. They are not going to want to pile up carries on Daryl Henderson. If the, if the 49ers have a lead, the Rams are going to be less likely to run the football. So I, I think ultimately we see them keep him at a specific number. McVeigh's one of those guys who's very um, control-oriented, right? I mean, he's, he's details-oriented. I don't want to call him a control freak. The point being is I think that they have a specific target that they like to hit for Daryl Henderson. And when you start to see how many carries he gets on a, uh, on a weekly basis, you realize that you know this is not a guy that's getting a ton of carries on a week-to-week basis. Uh, basis 11 or here's his last four games 11 14 15 21 the 21 against the giants uh back in week six 17 14 13 16 for the year he is he is their bell cow but he is also they they are they have and they've said this through the media like jordan rodriguez has mentioned this very clearly like it's coming from sean McVay. they are not completely convinced that daryl henderson can stay 100% healthy. They don't want to give him 20 carries. They want him to play the full season. They will limit his carries. I don't think we'll see him uh, cross over the 15 and a half marker, and you're getting plus money there, so I don't hate that. Well, that's that's exactly what I was going to say. It's not like Henderson's been the most durable back over the course of his career. And when you have a guy like Sony Michelle, former first-round pick, somebody that you can feel somewhat confident in to relieve some of those carries in the second half, especially if you have a lead, you're absolutely doing that. Again, not even, you know, especially after, you know, you're spooked a little bit by the injury bug. I'm sure that that's in the back of your mind after Robert Woods is a freak ACL tear in practice on yep. Friday. I, there, there was a... Yes, you don't uh, You don't really dictate your team off of what could happen injury-wise or whatever, but I guess you do try to prevent it somehow. You know, you, know, you do try to limit guys that have that little bit of an injury history. So certainly, I'm, I'm right there with you with Henderson. 
Uh, we'd like to get those unders out of the way early. Let people know we're not just over guys. We can be under guys too. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we're very versatile. <laughs> I'm like, like only like scouring my the site for scouring Caesars for an under that I can take. Like there's got to be one out here somewhere. Uh, we do have some overs though. I have over Van Jefferson receiving yards, which at Caesar I believe is still available. Yep, it's at 47 and a half. Hasn't moved since last night. I look, man. Again, Odell Beckham was signed on Thursday. Very talented receiver. Robert Woods out for the year. They run three wide receiver sets more than any team in the NFL. It's like plus 60% plus. Van Jefferson is going to be on the field for basically 90 plus percent of the snaps in this game. He Odell Beckham doesn't know the full playbook. There's going to be some plays. I mean, he just can't. Like, it's it's just, there's not enough time. Van Jefferson is going to have somewhere in the range of 70 receiving yards because the, the, the 49ers are good against the run, not great against the pass. They're banged up. I mean, Josh Norman is one of the starting quarterbacks. Like, what are, like, what are we doing? Van Jefferson, this is this is a smash for me with Van Jefferson. Yeah, I like it too. And, and it's kind of why I like the over on Tyler Higby's receptions at four and a half. High number, but you're getting it at plus 115. And it's on a very similar idea with the Rams offense. You know who's tied for number three on the team in targets for the Rams? It's Van Jefferson and Tyler Higby. Number two was Robert Woods. Both of those guys are going to be elevated in the passing game, especially this week with Odell Beckham Jr. kind of easing his way in the offense. Probably won't have a full workload by any stretch of the imagination, just like you said, just because he hasn't been there for that long. I just think, again, it's it's Tyler Higby, it's Van Jefferson this week who are going to get that increased target share with Woods' absence. So in, in, in last week, Higby had five catches, I believe, on 10 targets. So to me, that's another one where I say, okay, you try to find the value where Robert Woods is going to be missing for this game. I think it's Van Jefferson and Tyler Higby all the way. I, I actually just bet Van Jefferson over receiving yards. It's going up. I, I, I got 49 and a half, and it's juiced over one, minus 125. So I think this is a number as we – like, and again, we're, we record this at 11 a.m. on Monday. It should be in your feeds. Uh, Chris, what what time do we get the pot? Not, not the judge. Just, just legitimately curious. Like, you know, we're lunchtime in the feed, right? Yeah, we're we're lunchtime in the feed. Okay, exactly. So, I mean, like, you're, you're, you can put your bets in around lunchtime. If this, if we start getting leading up to Monday Night Football, and we have a situation where Adam Schefter's on ESPN, he's like, you know, uh, league sources tell, or, or or even Susie Colbert's like, you know, we talked to Sean McVay, and he's excited about Odell Beckham, but he knows he's going to be limited tonight. You know, there just wasn't enough time to get him the full playbook. Like Van Jefferson's number is going to keep going up. There's no earthly reason it should be forty-seven and a half with Robert Woods out for the year. He well, is. Not only that, they'll just they'll just hype up Van Jefferson. I mean, we're talking yeah. about a, a great young receiver. It's not yeah, like exactly. it's, not like, yeah. it's not like this is like some you know seventh rounder or anything like that. He's yeah. a legitimate receiver that they've been developing. So yes, Odell Beckham is nice. He's a great addition. It'll be interesting to see how he develops. But when they lose Robert Woods, it's not like they're really going to the scrap heap here. Van Jefferson's a legit receiver. Correct. And, and again, I, I just think this number is going to get into the mid fifties. So bet it now if you can get it. Um, I like the Higby over too. I think you know he'll he'll he's going to be featured. They're going to throw the ball a bunch of this game, and I also like the over on Debo Samuel receptions, uh, mostly just an homage to uh, Debo, you know, <laughs> producer Debo. Um, the uh, Debo Samuel's over receiving yards seventy three and a half is, is that's I mean he could clear that in a in a heartbeat wouldn't be shocking at all. But the receptions should be f- cake. I mean that should be free money. Five and a half catches 
he's getting the six catches. Like this dude is a focal point of the offense for Kyle Shanahan. He's having a monster year. He has in his, let's see, here's his last, uh, here's, here's a season long catches starting with week one, nine, six, five, eight, three, seven, six, five. And his targets in that, in that same range, 12, eight, 10, 13, nine, 11, nine, nine. Like, He's going to get nine plus targets. He has one game with less than nine targets in this in the season. I mean, this is he's going to see nine targets. If they're good targets, he's going to clear five and a half easily. It is already juiced to the over, I believe. So, again, let me see if it's moved at all. It is interesting. When yeah, both juiced to the over it, minus 130. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's probably going to go. I don't know if it goes up to six and a half maybe that's a lot that's a lot that's a lot i'm not sure about that but it is interesting with with debo with both of these teams you know debo samuel and cooper cup having monster seasons and going into the year it felt like robert woods and, and brandon Ayuk were kind of like the sexy season-long mm. picks for both of these teams. Safe picks. yeah it's just in both and now, both, right. both debo and cooper cup absolutely dominating debo specifically i feel like we were kind of waiting on like all right, is he going to slow this down? When is he going to come back down to earth? But no, this is just who he is. He's been in a, a force, not only in you know for the 49ers, but season-long fantasy. And, and again, I expect him to go over this number two. He's just he's just that good of a receiver. And you know, I, I think again, the, the the 49ers will have some sort of you know as much as we talk about oh they're going to want to run the ball and all that. They're still going to have to drop back and pass with Garoppolo a decent amount in this game. Samuel will certainly go over. I like George Kittle's receiving yards over 59. And a half in this game he had 100 yards in his first you know action last week after being on ir since week four and he's actually played the rams pretty well in his career which is really why i'm kind of hammering this one with kittle it, it, over his seven games against uh against los angeles where is it now he is averaging 92.3 receiving mm. yards per game and again went over 100 yards last week it just feels like he is going to be the one that really moves the chains for them in this game. And so, again, strong history, coming off a good game, legitimate number, you know, two, top five tight end in the NFL. I'll lean on that all day. Yeah, I have no problem with Kittle either. And when he's when he's healthy and he's out there, he's he's a focal point of the offense. Like, the yeah. reason that they love – George Kittle makes that offense go because he – you know, they can do the stuff where it they 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 run one way and then they bring it back to the play action the other way. And the Kittle is perfect for that because he's such a good blocker and he flows out and he gets the ball in, in space. Um, and look, man, you can get one Kittle catch over the middle and all of a sudden he's busting down the field, just blasting dudes out of his way, and you're over 60 pretty quickly. So I like that as well. The um first touchdown scorer market. I was on a chicken dinner with my buddy uh Sammy P. Who's a New England guy, right? He's at Nesson now, isn't he? I believe so, right? Yeah, yeah. He's a, he moved to Boston from uh, Chicago, and um, I was I went on this long rant about this these first touchdown markets, and frankly, like this one's no better. Sully, I mean, this is, this is garbage. Like, what do you, I mean? What are we supposed to do with? And this is not like a Caesar's rant. This is just a general market rant. I mean, Cooper Cup four and a half to one. Daryl Henderson a plus five twenty five. Eli Mitchell plus 650. Debo Samuel plus 950. Van Jefferson 10 to 1. George Kittle 11 to 1. Ayuk 11 to 1. Higby 11 to 1. Sonny Michelle 18 to 1. And Jimmy Garoppolo 35 to 1. And that's all that's available. It's crazy. What are we supposed to do? What do we do with this? And so I think this is what's interesting. I saw a tweet from our buddy Alan Bell. He's over at Sportsline, yeah. does the early edge. He's he's awesome. He's you know one of my old bosses at 24-7, too. And he had a tweet last night. 
that I believe it was FanDuel Sportsbook was the one that had to pay this out. For the first touchdown for Tyree Kill, they handed out over a million dollars. So everyone was just hammering Tyree Kill at like so, four to one. But it, oh yes, also that, but also just people are hammering first down to first time first touchdowns in these games. It's yeah, just, yeah, that's what I was saying. Like now everyone like last year people just didn't bet them and now it's like the big thing to bet so everyone's hammering them so the books naturally are you know you, you take l's and you lower the numbers and that's just what they've done so now these these markets are not the problem is i'm addicted to betting first touchdowns so i'm not going to like suddenly stop betting first touchdowns um you know I, I like like principal play i like to have the you know the guys be over 10 to 1 so you know debo at nine and a half to one george kittle 11 to 1 Ayuk at 11 to 1 i think all three of those guys make a lot of sense from the San Francisco side. That's that's actually probably a pretty good price for the big three uh, scores. And of course, you have Eli Mitchell there as well. Um, if you can find a Jeff Wilson number, I don't hate it because you know, maybe he gets a goal line carry or here or there he bust a, a bust a run. Frankly, I'm pretty tempted just to unload on Cooper Cup. Yeah, but I'm also I'm Van Jefferson ten to one. I'll, I'll bet too. I think is a is a, is a perfectly fine one. And we yeah. have the same. You can hit me. Yeah, Kittle. Yep, I think. I, mean, I think those are the Ayuk, Kittle, Higby. Higby, yeah. I mean, those 11 to 1 guys, you just, I mean, you don't love it. But I mean, it feels like everything else below 10 to 1 is just kind of a bad price. Yeah. And, and again, I, I like Kittle where he's at 11 to 1. That's probably the one I like the most just because, like we said, number one receiver or pass catcher in that offense, legit goal line threat. You can get that over 10 to 1. That's. That's great odds. Higsby's another one type of, you know, that same narrative there. Robert Woods being out, you know, you could talk same thing with Van Jefferson. I know what you mean, though, with, with Cooper Cup, where it's just, all right, do you just lean into it? Like, we've seen it over the last few weeks a little bit, too, where it's like Najee Harris. Do we just hammer that because it's just so apparent? Or Jonathan Taylor because it's just so apparent? You know, it's a little bit different when it's a non-running back, I think. It's a little bit more of a of a rolling of the dice. But with somebody like Cooper Cup, yeah, I don't hate that at all. If that's how where you want to go. I mean, we saw it last night with with Tyree Kill. He's the number one receiver for them, and he was the first one in the end zone. Yeah, I mean, basically, I think if you're betting this, I mean, the problem is that, you know, if you get, like, Daryl Henderson could easily score the first touchdown. You know, um, you get Matthew. I mean, I keep betting Matthew Stafford. He just doesn't. He's not going. He doesn't run down there. It doesn't feel like as much as, as I want him to. Um, but I mean, I wouldn't mind sprinkling on. You know, if, if you're, you know, if you're, if you're so inclined, you could sprinkle on Debo, Kittle, and Ayuk, right? So you got ten. You got a ten to one ish guys on the 49ers, and then put maybe like a unit and a half, or you know, whatever. Make the money work where it's you know it, you're not going to you know you're not going to hit this and, and win like 10 bucks, uh, but then also take Cooper cup at four and a half to one as your only bet on the Rams. You know what I mean? So you have your three guys on the, on the 49ers and then you're one on the Rams. And if it loses, it loses and, and you know, you lose your money, but uh, that's why it's called gambling. And yeah. there's no, we don't have an Odell Beckham, right? Uh, it's, we don't have one up yet. I think I have one. Let me see if I got one on my little, the old, ye old even, local. Cause, he, Cause even Sony Michelle at, at 18 to one, I don't love. No, that's like a that, terrible, that, 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 that before be 30 to one. Be, that's what I was going to say. 30 to one bare ass minimum. It's for that, that, that used to be a so 28 to one, 30 to one type of play there. And then you could start to have the conversation very similar, you know, all right, all right, what, all right, I've got a, I've got a Jeff Wilson number. What do you think Jeff Wilson's number should be? And what do you think? I mean, it's, I, I was, oh, well. uh, 
it sure. should be what we were talking about with Sony Michelle at a 28 to 1, 25 to 1, 30 to 1. 15 to 1. <laughs> Sony Michelle's 13 to 1 here. I got to know back up at 10 to 1. Well, get out of here. Actually, right. I don't. The Odell thing is not that crazy. I could see Sean McVay forcing the ball to Odell Beckham, and in fact, you know that that will be interesting to watch too. We talk about that in the talking about the game, but like, I mean, does Odell Beckham being out there? Do we have a? I don't want to say a Baker Mayfield effect, but I mean, the you know the Browns try to force the ball to Odell Beckham. You could tell Baker Mayfield was always trying to force the ball to Odell Beckham, and when he's not out there, Baker distributes better. Is there an effect like that on Matthew Stafford tonight? where Stafford forced, tries to force the ball to Odell. And if, if there is, you know, how does that you know, adversely affect the offense, et cetera? I think there's a really good chance of that happening. And what makes me feel that way is if you remember back early in the season, I think they were playing against Seattle. There was the whole narrative of Robert Woods having a really slow season. Everybody's Screw saying, really? right, well, he's, he's, not, he's not involved in the passing game as much. I mean, it was really more the fantasy community, but there was getting, you know, there's a lot of, conversation of that going on and that very game they just said you know what this is the Robert Woods game we're just going to feed him the football the entire way and he racked up like I think it was like 12 or 14 150 receiving yards yeah it was it was insane and so could they do that again when they're trying to incorporate a new receiver this team this head coach this quarterback has shown us already this season that they are willing to do that the other one that I just want to look at I'm going to like principal play this I think if depending on if the snaps are high enough and i don't know ben skowronek of the rams you know what i'm talking about old ben had uh, <laughs> three catches in the uh the matchup against the texans has only played more than 15 percent of the snaps twice this year and only played four percent against tennessee but i think there's a decent chance he sees he gets that number if they're trying to limit one of um they're trying to limit odell back in like they don't want to give they're not going to give odell 100 percent of the snaps they're going to burn a bunch of three wide receiver sets maybe scarnet gets out there as well i think just a decent shot so yeah, no I, I agree with that i believe that there if i'm i gotta see if i can find it um i believe that there was a report that he would be involved obviously more with robert woods being out and them incorporating um Odell Beckham in a little bit slowly so that yeah that is not something that's going to come out of left field a little bit I think that there's something to be said for that and he's 40 to 1 too yeah so that's maybe maybe worth a little stab you never know we see some weird touchdowns there um just just a thought uh he's not on Caesars yet but you'll, he should be he should be up by this afternoon all right that's it for the gambling portion of the program we're going to talk some DFS tricky slate to deal with over on the YouTube channel youtube.com slash pick six Make sure to check it out. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. See you on the, the internet, Sully. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts.